Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. On tonight's show, I'm joined once again by Najee Karat and Connor Ryan. And we also see the return of regular guest, Gia Peplo. Hello, fellas. How are you doing? Good evening, evening guys. All good? I did look for a fanfare soundbite I could play, Gia. But unfortunately, <laughs> I've, I've been busy doing my notes for the uh, for the podcast tonight, so I didn't really have a chance. There'll be enough fuss around me, I expect. There will be. <laughs> I hope so, anyway. So just to summarise the game last night, um, this is the first time since the 2016 season that the Patriots have allowed a first drive touchdown. It was their worst defeat at home since 2002, and it's only the third time in the Belichick era that the Pats have actually trailed by 20 or more points at half-time. In last night's game, Jimmy joins Drew Bledsoe as the only former New England quarterback that was drafted or started for Bill Belichick to later defeat him. Belichick was 7-1 against former quarterbacks. So that just puts into perspective the job that we had on last night. I, th I think the only thing that's missing from the podcast tonight is actually the four of us sat around a, a table in a pub with a pint in front of us, looking <laughs> incredibly smug with what we saw last night. Walking um, everywhere like Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoulders swinging from side to side. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, now it, it was... It, sorry, go on. Go on. No. No, I mean, it was just a, a sight to behold, wasn't it? Um, everybody's been playing us down and I saw that um, I think it was Paul Hope put something up on the um, on our group chat uh, regarding how people are always saying about um, who we've got to face in the up and coming games as if we're always the underdogs I, I think we're an unknown entity at the moment um, uh, I mean I'll just quickly go on to what I've had what I've got here um, the injuries they do suck they've sucked all year long um, all season long. Um, but I think it makes us harder to prepare for. Yeah, I would agree with that, definitely. I mean, us as fans, we don't know what to expect week in, week out. And we follow the team every week. Exactly. I mean, coach knows what he's got to play with. And he plays with whatever he's got extremely well. Um, and last night, I think, showed it. You know, we we come off of a, a great win over the Rams and we were a little bit depleted and we had some some questionables here and people going on to the IR and all this sort of thing. And we're all, you know, but sure enough, coach pulls it out of the bag. He puts the team out there that fights like gladiators as they do every week um, and come away with a, a historical fact-making game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the problem with the injuries is not that we don't believe in the team that we can win. It's just it, it's just knowing that if we didn't have any of those injuries, we'd be by a mile Super Bowl contenders. And I think that's what hurts. It's just knowing that there's better people out there, um, you know, missing Mostar didn't didn't look like we missed Mostar. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Wilson just had an absolute blinder of a game. Um, but... 
it's just knowing that if you have Wilson and you have Marstall, well, then we win this game with about 50 points. You know, I think I think the, the missing parts are just the, the what if and, um, you know, we would have won the Eagles game, I think. Um, I don't think the, the Miami game would have been quite quite the same with, you know, starting corners. That, that was crazy. Um, and, you know, next week is a lot different. How do we, you know, if we don't have the injury to Debo Samuel and, and the, the injury to Wilson. So I think that's it. I, I agree with you. I think like our team is exceptionally well coached and, and uh, and clearly, I think we said it on the preview that the Miami was a massive slap in the face and a wake-up call, and and the last two games have shown. So yeah, I think it's just uh, God, we're gonna have to pull another great you know performance by people that aren't getting snaps in in practice and to to win the next game. It's just a shame because what a season it could have been had we still healthy. Um, I'm pretty sure we'd be undefeated. Um, I would be, you know, we had Debo in the first week and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah I mean, but yeah, talking about this game, I mean, pff, pff, what a beatdown. Um, <laughs> this this felt like twice the Packers last year. This felt like what we handed the Browns last year, like what we handed the Panthers last year. Um all around complete on special team. We were all over the place, creating fumbles that we can't seem to recover for some reason. I think it's, I think it's like the 12th this year. We haven't recovered. It's, it's crazy, but defense played lights out, absolutely outstanding. And yeah, you can tell and you read it everywhere that uh, Cam Newton is in a funk, but you know, I did, you know, I did got going. I think the funking can be erased quite quickly if you complete a few passes and you make a good play, and then that funk is gone. And we just let him at the bottom of the pit and never let him out. So <laughs> the, the defense was absolutely amazing, and we'll talk about Fred Warner because what a, what a man, what a player, yeah, what a dude, um, and other other guys as well. I think you know, uh, Jamal Taylor deserves some recognition. I think Verrett played amazing. Mosley played amazing. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. And then our offense just is clicking at the moment. Like they didn't seem like they could stop us. And we talked about how our defense was good. They didn't look good at all. Um, you know. So yeah, it was a complete performance. Um, I think that was you, Connor, that said it. We we need to grab the game, you know, by the neck and and never let go to win it. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah, yeah. Where we done that from the get go, really, didn't we? We were yeah. relentless and it just sort of set the tone for the entire game. And it was it was it was good. It's good to see the Patriots get beat, but when your team absolutely pummels them in such a dominating way, it just makes victory Monday even sweeter, doesn't it really? It does, oh, yes. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna talk about a couple of negatives, um, because I mean, I've definitely got one that I'm a bit concerned about, and maybe if you guys. Let's do it quickly, um, because it's, I, I think it's important. <laughs> um, I'm a bit concerned about Jed McKinnon. Um, I was expecting him to see starting. Obviously, I didn't know Wilson would play so well, and probably shown in practice that he was better, but he didn't even um, play that much. 
So I'm a bit concerned on that front. Um, is he not picking up the offense? Is he a step behind? Is he not getting it? Um, we know Kyle's the offense is not easy to learn. So uh, to learn, so um, there's a possibility there. What do you guys think? There's concern here. There's worries, or um, are we? I mean, you know. So yeah, I, I think there's something not quite right. And I said it in the preview show. I mean, I, I was expecting Jermichael Hasty to be our main running back. Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't expect it to be McKinnon, purely because of the way he performed over the last two games. And um, Jeff Wilson, I didn't really expect him to give him that much of a workload just after no. he'd come back from injury. So that came as a surprise. But, I mean, he absolutely played fantastic. I would have liked to have seen more of Hasty because, to be honest... Potentially, I think Hasty's got the best skill set of all of our running backs, and that, that includes Mustard. From what I see of the guy, he, he's absolutely fantastic. He, he can His vision is great. His mm -hmm. patience is great. He's mm -hmm. really quick. And for such a small guy, he's got a lot of power behind him. And mm -hmm. he just excites me every time I've seen him play. And granted, that's a very small sample set, so but he, he, looks just, he looks the real deal. Yeah, yeah he does. I think the I think that's what the COVID no preseason unfortunately is, you know, has brought us. I think he had he played a couple of of preseason game. I think I think he would have been in from the get go. Um, he had an amazing camp. We heard it. They talked about it on the you know Tony Romo and what and Jim Nance talked about it. Um, it's just like if you can't, you know. Practice and games are totally different, like completely different day and night kind of level of intensity and speed so you can't just put somebody in the field and uh, especially in we, we haven't had easy games i mean i guess he could have played you know he did play against the jets didn't he or did he get activated after that i can't remember i think he played but, a couple of snaps against the jets yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know that's what you and you start seeing and then you can you know but yeah he was unbelievable he was on pace to have um the same amount of yard Wilson did, um, basically, you know, 53 yards on seven carries. It's, it's pretty good. And I think I think it bodes well for the future if Wilson can't play and doesn't look like he will next week. Uh, I think we'll, I've, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do to to the Seahawks defense. Yeah, I think running back to the department we don't have to worry about because the more snaps Hasty gets, He's looking promising at the moment, but obviously he's only going to get better, isn't he, with snaps under his belt. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope he gets some next week against you know, a slightly better defence and hopefully he can get a touchdown or two maybe because I don't think he's got one yet, has he? No, he hasn't, no. No. Uh, I think but... he, he only really came to life a couple of games ago, didn't he? I think the name was mentioned. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he looked dangerous a couple of games ago and then last night, um, he definitely looked dangerous and he was sniffing for that end zone really badly. Yeah, yeah. so you, you mentioned the um, the run rate, uh, the yard rate he had there. And he was averaging 6.3 yards per carry and Jeff yeah. Wilson was 6.6. .6, so there yeah. wasn't very much in them at all. No, and I think Hasty had nearly half as many carries as well, I think. Yeah, so Hasty had nine carries for 57 yards nine. and Jeff Wilson had 17 yeah. for 112. And yeah. obviously three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's. Uh, what what a performance by by Wilson. Um, looked like 
most arts performance on the, the NFC Championship had, had he not hurt, hurt himself. I think he would have had probably another touchdown and, and way more yards in there, especially after their defense kind of giving up um, during like the third, third and fourth quarter. I've, it, I think if Wilson doesn't get hurt um, and a couple of things go our way, this, this could have been way worse for them. Um, I felt that we kind of let the, let the, you know, stop stepping on the gas a little bit towards the end, especially after Debo got hurt. I think everybody went, right, let's just get out of here. It's yeah. safe and sound and it's in a bag anyway. So, um, yeah, what a performance on offense. Let, let's talk about Jimmy because um, we have to. He's, a, he's the QB. Uh, <laughs> I've, 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 I think he had a great game. Um, 80% completion is not something that's easy to do. Um, yeah, he had the one bad throw, but he's, he's, he always does. Uh, it's almost like we're going to have to deal with this if he's our QB. Um, and it was me a very poor Hope, throw. Me and Paul yeah. Hope still call him Jimmy TDI. because uh, he's, yeah. he's like a diesel and takes a while to warm up. <laughs> it's almost um, like he, he needs to get that throw out of his system. And then... Yeah. And then he's, and then that's it's all right. Um, I mean that was very poor. He was off his back for mechanics one day. He tries to sling it in and just overshot it. But it, whatever, you know, this called a, a field goal on on that, so it's a minus three points. But I thought he had a very very good um, performance. What do you think, Jay? His, his passer rating, according to stats, certainly doesn't reflect how good a game he had. Um, I mean, uh, 20 out of 25, 277 yards. Um, I'll put it down as one interception because it's Hail Mary. Yeah. Was yeah. Well and truly justified, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he got caught that rating of just under 80, um, which if you saw that on a losing team, you'd be pointing fingers at him for losing the game, sort of thing. In most. That's, it's in purely most because. It's purely because he didn't score any touchdown. The, the way the passer rating formula works is. It's a it's an efficiency thing. So if you score loads of touchdowns and you don't get many yards, then you'll have a high yeah. percentage. I mean, passer rating is is a weird stat. It kind of gives you an idea of how they play, but but not really. It's, it's like the Duckworth Lewis method or whatever it is. Yeah, right, yeah, nobody really understands it or cares, but people always bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Jimmy looked confident. Um, he controlled the game well. Um, he very rarely was he under pressure or panicked or, he, you know, nice quick times on the throws. Um, I, I couldn't really fault him by that one interception. But like we all, like we said, he, he kind of needs to get that out of the system to get, you know, ahead into the game sort of thing. I don't mind that happening if it's at the start of the game. Um, it's not going to... It's not going to dictate any scores. It's not going to dictate any wins or losses. Um, it just seems to give him that kick in the right direction, focus on the game a bit more, and like I say, get out of the system and play like he does. Yes, I think it would have been a different story had he done this next week up against the Seahawks, where, to be honest, every offensive possession, we're going to need to make a count. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Seahawks. I think... But you're right. I Do think we have if, to? You know, if, <laughs> if, if, if I, I don't mind picks if, you, if you're taking a shot or if, you, you know, it, it happens. It's not the end of the world. It's just if you throw a pick and it's 
before the two-minute warning and and they get the ball in the second half. So you're basically giving them two possession to score. That's a potential of 14 points. This is the kind of thing you don't want to do. Or, you know, throw a bad pick six on the first play of the game or some something like that that just kills you, basically, momentum-wise. If it's the way he did, where it's like it's it's a decent drive and, yeah, you, you miss out on points, but then you, you know your defense is playing so well that you can take a little bit of a shot. I don't have a problem. I do have a bit of a stick on that throw, that long throw to Ayuk. I think if he leads him inside, that's that's a massive touchdown. Um, I think I think the ball placement wasn't perfect, but I mean, I'm picking a picking a throw. I'm just nitpicking because because that was such a complete. Uh, yeah, because you know, strive to perfection, right? But um, apart from that, I just wanted to Ayuk to have a touchdown as well. I think he. He put on a great, great show, you know, seven, uh, six reception, 115. Um, first 100-yard game for him, first 75-plus game for any of our wide receiver this season, which is quite big. So, um, yeah, um, it, was just, it was just kind of a transition to Ayuk, really. Uh, what do you think, Connor? Do you think Ayuk is the real deal, or is it too soon to tell? I... I'm going to say it's too early to tell, but I do really like him. And I think the more catches he gets, um, more game time, like snaps, he's going to come into his own. And we've seen a glimpse last night of what he can do. And he looked really promising. And it's only going to, he's only going to get better, really, isn't he? Um, but yeah, Let's I'm looking so. forward to <laughs> If he does get better, he's going to be very, very, very good, yeah. Yeah, and like paired with Debo and George Kittle, I think them three are... Well, just on a different level, and yeah, they're unplayable. They things, yeah, they make things happen, and yeah, when you think all oh, the players dead with M three, you just know it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the the fun to watch. They really are. There's yeah. a name that was kept very quiet last night as well. Was Mister George Kittle? So yeah, it we talked we talked about this, didn't we? As well, yeah. We talked about this um, in the preview. What 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 was Belichick going to do? And I think because of the injury, and I think you're right, just saying that people aren't quite sure how to prepare against this. I think because most art was missing, I think Belichick solely decided to shut down Kittle, yeah. and and they paid the price um, on on that. So yeah, I mean, he still had a good performance. Um, oh yeah, no, I mean, National Titan Day. He was um. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was only targeted seven times, received by 55 yards, and his longest run was 15, which I think was right at the start of the game. Um, you know, like I say, we've got all these um, these blindsides that coaches don't know how to handle at the moment because, I mean, if we're honest, nobody apart from coach knows how to handle it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, they're trying to um, they're trying to set the edge. So that we couldn't get round, and they kept on saying on the broadcast last night, Shanahan makes his own edge. Yeah, I mean the edge is supposed to be on the outsides of the uh, tight ends, but we moving <laughs> the edge to the outsides of the numbers. So yeah, it's stretching the field so so wide, it's difficult for them to stop our run. So yeah, it's definitely a it, it's definitely a coaching masterclass from Shanahan. Yeah. To be Definitely. able to do that, knowing fine well that George Kittle was going to be uh, their focus of of trying to stop us. And to be honest, I mean, when the game started, we did go to George quite a few times. Mm. He he yeah, did he, set the tone for the game. 
Yeah, it did. I think him and Jimmy on, on the first drive, the first run by Jimmy was, you know, quite angry. And then Kale as well. Yeah, the, absolutely. I think that first drive was, and as you said, I think it was a masterpiece. Um, Belichick didn't know what hit him. And you could tell him and his and his son with his mullet on the sideline just talking to each other, not, not, knowing, not knowing what hit them. Um, and that's what I said. I just don't think they could match us uh, pound for pound, you know, in terms of talent and in terms of of wanting to to win this game more. Right? We clearly were the better team, and we wanted it more. And you know, when that happens, it usually turns ugly real fast, and it, it really did for them. They had uh, absolutely nothing. I mean, I think we, we they did look we, deflated. Pardon the pun regarding the Patriots, but they really <laughs> did. <laughs> They really did look to play. Nobody wanted to be there. I mean, after Cam Newton had been benched in the fourth, he just looked like he wanted to be anywhere else in the world apart from in Foxborough. You know, he did not want to be there. And I think in his post-game um, conference, he, he took it on the chin to an extent and he took full responsibility for... Well, he took a lot of the responsibility for the game, saying that he'd not put him into a position where they could have actually done anything. Um, but to see uh, to see us put that sort of smackdown on somebody to just take the will of win out of them was awesome. Yeah, they didn't look dangerous throughout half us, really. No. Like no. it, it was like watching us play the Jets again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and I feel like people underestimate the Niners a lot. And it's not like we watch them every week. We know we're good at this area. We're not so good here. And obviously, we've had countless injuries. It's People just look like the pundits, well, so-called pundits, just look and say, oh, look, they've got you know, Borsa, Sherman. Uh, oh, God, the list goes on. How <laughs> injured they just think, oh, it, I think we could be here all night naming them. And yeah. they look and just think, oh, they're out. So let's just give the win to the other team. But that's not the case. Like, we're, I've actually got it written down here, Connor, in my very rough notes. We should never be <laughs> underestimated ever. You know, we shouldn't. I mean, you look at last season from where we came from, the season before that, and I mean, okay, I am Mr. Positivity, and I always try and find the very bright light at the end of a very dark tunnel sometimes. But if I'm honest, last season couldn't have even imagined we'd get to where we got to considering the year before. Yeah, that you was know, like beyond our wildest dreams. Exactly. And that's why we need to keep this, you know, we need to keep this belief that, you know, all these pundits and experts and, you know, presenters putting their picks in and stuff, you can underestimate us all you want, but we're always going to be the team that's going to surprise people. We're brilliant in misdirection. You know, that's what, exactly what Shanahan did last night. It was all misdirection. We didn't only just beat the Patriots, we clinically took them apart. And we yeah, also 100%. beat one of the highest rated coaches in the history of the game. Yeah. And I feel like it gets swept under the carpet a lot because, oh, the Patriots had an off day. But no, they didn't have an off day. We were just amazing in every department. 100%. I mean, I couldn't tell if Bill Belichick was upset or not. His face never changes, to be fair. <laughs> Um, great, I great can't imagine. seeing him in a little, the little sort of <laughs> arms crossed, you know, and his head is thinking, oh, 
I mean, I've, me seen a couple, <laughs> I've seen a couple of the, um, uh, like on ESPN Network and over in the States, and they keep on bringing up these two names when they're talking about this game, and it's Brady and Gronk. I don't care that that era is gone. This is, you know, yeah. we've got, they've got to play with what they've got. We've got to play what we've got, you know, and nobody else in the league knows that more than us. You know, we've just got to put out what we've got. So I don't care if they've got no Brady. I don't care if they've got no Bronk. We've got no this, no that, no them, no him, no her, you know, and we can still make it work. Yeah, yeah, we we don't have Joe Montana and Jerry Rice anymore, and we're still winning games. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's hard to analyze when you just take the life out of a team so badly. But our defense just was absolutely amazing. I I think there's a case to be made that, despite missing so many key pieces, I think we still have the best defense in the league. The Steelers can probably. Uh, um, to, you know, compete with us because they're, they're quite complete as well, and, and they're playing a very, very high level right now. But and the Bucks defense as well, maybe. But apart from these two, I just the the way we've won games when when we've been playing well, and and obviously it starts up from with with Fred Warner, which just is if he doesn't make All Pro, it would be because he just quit playing football uh, right now. I just there's there's no way he doesn't. <laughs> I was thinking, is there a better bromance story than Najee and Fred? Because I really no, don't I just, think there is. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, Paul, Paul and Jimmy G. That on. Yeah, Paul He's and Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good taste. I'll give him that. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, the, everybody says it every day. He's the best middle linebacker in the league. And the league is changing so much, I think. I've, I think he's ahead of his time into in terms of what a middle linebacker is going to be in, in the next you know, 25 years or, or whatever. He's a middle um, linebacker hybrid, definitely. Well, that's why it's not a hybrid. That's what middle linebackers are these days. They're gone are the days of the Brian O'Laker and Ray Lewis and these guys that just basically stop the run and destroy your life by breaking you in half. Um, gone are those days of, you know, uh, even Patrick Willis was like that, you know, just, you just, it was, they weren't very good coverage guys. They were mostly just, you wouldn't run on them. There's no way you pass oh, that, no, no. that gap. But Fred Warner can do that and he can cover. Like the, that play they kept showing where he covers Edelman. And I know he's not 100% and I know he's, he's not the same Julian Edelman, but it, it's, still a, you know, it's still a wide receiver. He's not supposed to keep up with this kind of guy. And he's no. just step for step and he just takes everything away from how to do. And then, the inception was amazing. Like uh, the catch he made wasn't easy. Uh, off his fingertip, like almost touched the ground, and he kind of oh, like just was... kickstarted everything, didn't he? Like, yeah. After I think after that pick, the defense was like, "All right, we've got this game. There's no way they're scoring points on us." And and lo and behold, they scored six, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what, what more can I say about Fred Warner? He's just he's just a motor. He just drives <laughs> everybody, isn't he? Um, but yeah, yeah I think what do you've you got a spin-off show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of uh, of Julian Taylor's um, performance? It makes me think like Kevin Williams isn't missing, which is quite amazingly. What do you think? Jamal Taylor, yeah. I Jamal, thought, sorry, sorry, yeah. not Julian, not at the end. Yeah, yeah, Jamal. Yeah, I thought he had. I thought he had an excellent game. Um, in fact, had he gotten another interception last night, he would have doubled his interception. 
at all <laughs> since he entered the league in 2013. Because wow. he, he is a bit of a travelling man. Um, so he yeah. entered the league in 2013, second round pick by the Dolphins. Second He's played round. for the Dolphins, the Browns, the Cards, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and now us. <laughs> so he's obviously... Sounds like most of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does, yeah. He's obviously never found a team that fits into his skill set or they've never used him the way people expected him to be used. And obviously, to be honest, the only reason he's getting a game for us is because of our injuries. But yeah. I thought he did really well. In fact, I thought he did excellent. And not only did I think he did excellent, but the two safeties that came in, Tavarius oh, yeah. Miller and Marcel Harris, I thought they both had yeah. excellent games. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, you all know I don't like Jimmy Ward. And if it was me after this game. You've never I, mentioned I, that before. <laughs> <laughs> this is news. News flash. <laughs> I do not like Jimmy Ward. I'd start Tavarius more. Um, I, think, I think he made way more plays than. Ward has ever done for us. Yeah, um, I agree. You, you know, when when a safety flashes on the screen and you can see he's made a tackle, or you know, it, I mean, he was second in tackle, um, and Marcel Iris was second too, only to Fred Warner, obviously. But yeah, just this doesn't happen with Ward. Um, I think I think Tart is better than Harris, just in in terms of. Um, uh, we talked about it during the Jets game, where basically Todd told Fred Warner where to be to get the pick. So I think I think Todd's got a bit more football IQ than than Marcel Harris, and uh, it brings more to the table, you know, pre-snaps and in in terms of the scheme. But yeah, they played they played extremely well. Um, granted, there wasn't much challenge. Um, but I think <laughs> when when Killary got. Uh, concussed out and what a hit that was yeah um, uh, I think I think that that was it basically they all, all they had was Jacoby Myers and and Cam Newton throwing to the ground rather than receivers so it's hard to say isn't it but yeah it was it was promising um again you know as you said Jay uh, this next man of mentality isn't just a word isn't it it, it, it is really a thing and and the yeah, next I guy we're, we're proving it, that now we're, you yeah. know, we're proving, you know, it doesn't matter what, in, well, it does matter what injuries you've got, but again, it's what you've got to build on and we're building on it. Um, we're, we're building on it in a season where we were hoping it was going to be a lot easier than this. Um, but, I mean, we're four and three. Okay, we're bottom of the division at the moment, which is a little I mean, bit of a bitter pill to taste. Um, but, we're building, and I think we're building up to um, a, a surprise run for all the pundits. Um, maybe not so much for us, for uh, us fans. I think we've got that confidence. I've got we, we've got the the, the all favourable faith that I think that we're gonna we're gonna take it to quite a few teams in the up and coming four or five games. And a lot of experts don't think we will. Yeah, we've hit the momentum stage at the right time with mm, the next five games that are coming up. But I mean, momentum's a huge thing, especially yeah. in this sport, in yeah, this league. Exactly. Momentum is a huge thing, and you you can't get confidence without a win. And to come off of two big wins that everybody, um, again, all the experts have said that we're not going to win. Um, I think if you looked at all the picks on. Um, on the uh, NFL network, I think everybody went 
for Patriots. I think Sky Sports all went for Patriots. Yeah, they did, I believe, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm quite happy to sit there at whatever time it is on a Sunday and just see all of these people get proven wrong and just... just you you sit and smirk to yourself, don't you? Because, you know... Yeah, yeah. And we, you just, we can just, beat anybody. A lot of the time, I mean, the games that we have lost, we've beaten ourselves. You know, yeah. we've lost ourselves. I don't think it's been a case where we've been completely overrun or completely beaten. We may have just... You know, we've lost that momentum. We haven't got that confidence. So we've kind of gone on the back foot a bit and not moved on from that. But these two last games, um, I think the Seahawks should be worried. I really, really do think they should be worried. I I mean, Russell Wilson didn't look indestructible last night. And they always refer to it as Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I've said this a million times throughout the season and last season. We are not a one-player team. We do not, and again, we're proving it this year. Okay, we lost Bosa early on. Okay, we've lost him. We'll move on. We'll find somebody else. We've lost, uh, who else have we lost? We, you know, most that's out. Okay, we'll find somebody else. We're not a one-player team. So anybody that thinks that they can beat us with just one player is very, very mistaken. Yeah, it's encouraging to see the, the kind of, uh, this kind of game again, because um, I, we talked about it, right? The, uh, I think the Rams games was mainly a Kyle win. Um, it was very well schemed, and and yeah, the player executed, but that's what they get paid for, you know. If they yeah. don't execute ever, you're never going to win a game, right? So you can't really. I hate when they say we just have to execute. It's like, yeah, it's obvious. That's 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 what you're on the on the field pitch <laughs> for, right? Um, but I, I thought. This one was the same. The first drive was such a killer for them. It took, you know, seven or eight minutes, whatever it took, and they couldn't stop us. Uh, I'm not even sure we had a third down to convert on that drive. Uh, Maybe we did, actually, because of a couple of silly penalties. Um, But calling two great games like this back-to-back, especially after, you know, I think after the Miami game, we, we gave and I gave Kyle a lot of stick for you know, giving up and maybe we we were talking about he needs a head coach and he needs to focus on offense and so we can make better decisions. But after these two games, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better. I don't know about you, Lee. Yeah, I mean, what what he's done over the last two games is, oh, how how can I put this? I think what the injuries have shown over the last two days, uh, two days, two games, is what. A genius, Shanahan really is. How <laughs> yeah. good his coaching really is and his game yeah. planning. Because he is, we, we don't have bare bones now. I mean, we're picking people up off the street practically to come in <laughs> to, to cover to cover spots because our second, third stringers are out. We, we haven't practice squad guys come up and then get injured. So we have yeah. to fill them with more practice squad uh, guys. And, and the real concern is we, we don't have any cap space at all anymore. Yeah. No. If we don't have them on the uh, the practice squad, I, I can't see how we can bring in more players. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some kind of you know Parag magic, yeah. I think. If we, we have the tipping point, if if we want to bring people, and I can see it happening. There's been rumors. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd like us to maybe bolster our D line a little bit. Uh, it doesn't look like. We're gonna get default back anytime soon, and obviously, Bossa Thomas. Uh, I wouldn't mind us. I think you float today out there, Lee, going for JJ Watt. I think that would be amazing. Um, I just don't think we can afford him. 
Um, and yeah, and if, you wanna, if you want to look people that, you know, not having fun right now, just go and have a look at J.J. Watt's press conference after the loss to the Packers. That's, that should tell you everything you know and see if we could get this guy. I think he'd be quite happy with us. But... Yeah, like this, you know, Ryan Kerrigan's name has been floated out, which I think would be a, a massive upgrade, you know, relief to to Armstead and Kinlow. Kinlow's Kinlow's coming on, by the way. He's he's showing every every week. He's showing a couple of plays where I, I think in in a year or two he'll we won't miss Buckner quite as much as we do now. Um, so that that's promising. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be difficult for us to, unless we cut somebody out right and save. You know, a bunch of money uh, somehow. Um, maybe cutting Ward out. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was about to ask how much he was on. Um, <laughs> I think his contract's quite big, but I think we'd have to hit it to eat, eat the money. Unfortunately, I think it was all guaranteed, so I don't think cutting it save us money. Um, but you know, yeah, I don't see us having major impact player. Uh, coming in without losing too much, you know, draft capital or... Um, yeah, I think it's know, beyond us to do that this season. Yeah, I think I think it would be... Yes, we want to win this year, obviously. But, you know, um, it's how much you want to sacrifice next year and, and the year after. And I'd rather be good for the next 10 years and, you know, just missing out on the playoff by one win and, you know, having... You know, finishing nine and seven, ten and six, rather than going thirteen and three for two years and then one and fifteen for another two years after that, I'd rather us being consistent and becoming a powerhouse rather than going up and down and up and down. It would be nice to just stay on top for a while, and with the division we've got, we kind of have to. We can't miss a step, otherwise it's just going to be a it's going to be a horrible for a long time because. I mean, the Cardinals aren't going anywhere anytime soon with how young they are. And, you know, the Seahawks will, I'm sure, find a way to add talent. And the Rams are quite young as well. So, you, you know, um, yeah, it's interesting because the trade deadline is kind of soon. Um, I think it will happen yes, sooner than people week. think. Well, yeah. because of all the COVID stuff, right? Because you have to get players, give the players a couple more days to do the testing and all that, I think. I think we'll see trades happen a bit sooner than on the deadline, um, unless uh, it'll be like a last-minute deal. You know, it's just a shame uh, Bill O'Brien is not in the league anymore. We could have got some bargains, uh, <laughs> sent Pettis, uh, Pettis and Ward for JJ Watt and and, and Whitney Mercedes or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the one thing that we've got going for us is we are pulling some um, decent players off the practice squad who make contributions. Yeah, that's true. Um, Kevin Givens, he, he got his first sack of his career last yeah. night. Um, much effort given into that sack, probably the, the hardest sack you'll ever have to work for. Yeah. <laughs> Basically just tapping Jared Seedham on the shoulder. Uh, yeah, I think Jonathan uh, Cyprian played pretty well on, on special team as well, forced a fumble. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to see that he's actually in game now. So he could step in as, at safety if if needed as well. So yeah, I you know it's it's looking up. It's looking up. Like every time we've won, we've looked indestructible. Um, when we lost, as you said, Jay, I think you're completely right. We beat ourselves rather than. I mean, yeah, you could argue the Miami game was just 
one of those days, bad luck days, and, and they played well. We didn't, right? But certainly the Eagles and the Cards game, we, we could have won easily had we just played better, um, and we just didn't. So, yeah, it's looking up. Um, looking forward to next week, I think. Um, I'm, I'm very hopeful, especially after watching Sunday night game. I think, I think we've got this, but more on that Friday. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so before we finish off, I just want to bring up two other points. So quickly go back to our bowl predictions at the start of the season, and I'm quite happy to turn around and say it is Nadji's fault that Robbie Gould is missing kicks. <laughs> you have I'm jinxed sorry. him. I did jinx him, but he wasn't 100% since the uh, since the Giants game anyway, um, because of because of our long snapper. Yeah, he missed an, he makes an extra point. That's yeah, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah, definitely. It. And, and the other one, and I can't believe nobody's actually asked this question, but the most important question that needs to be answered about our return to form, is the Shanna hat for real? <laughs> what happens? What happens if he changes that hat? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure he will at some point, so we'll we'll find out then. You really think you will? Because you know how superstitious these uh, players are, players and coaches are. I think he got asked about it on the press conference once, and he uh, maybe he lied about it, the fact that he's, he's not superstitious at all. But I think he just said that it was just a new heart, and he didn't no, put too much I'll tell you now, he, he's not changing that heart until we get beat again. Do you reckon? You what, he, he might not have any choice next week, because it's salute the service week, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it, it's been um, intercept cancer all month, and he hasn't won one of those hats, has That's he? That's very true. I guess he'll just have the hoodie rather than yeah. the cap. Um, true. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to stick with the Shanna hat. Yeah, well, good, good. And, we, you know, we, we can be 13 and 3 by the end of the season, at this right? Yeah, that would do me. That would <laughs> do it's only stupid well. if it doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. We've had quarterback controversy, no hat controversy. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a strange season this has been. What a strange yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Strange year. yeah. Um, twenty twenty for high ankle sprain in twenty twenty. Because if I hear that one more time. Well, it's better, trending on Twitter, isn't it? It's better than torn ACL though. Um, you know the. Torn ACL thing is is way worse. So yeah, uh, we, we oh, lost see, another um, one. You know, lost OBJ again. Um, back yeah, in June, it's gone. So it's going to keep up. They're questioning this, though, aren't they? They're, they're questioning it as if it's actually possible to get an ACL tear by the movement on his knee or something. There's a little bit of controversy going on with this. I saw just before we started tonight. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Um, I've used it a lot of times like experts, medical experts that are uh, questioning whether or not he has actually got an ACL tear because it might not be possible of the of how his knee went or something. Right. So I think that more controversy from the NFL, Kelsey Preeks, um, you know, there's everything might not be as it seems, I think, with OBJ there. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me to be fair. Uh, it is the NFL and it wouldn't be the first time that a team's put a player on IR who hasn't been injured at all yeah Yeah, Yeah, it's all balancing the books and making sure both the player gets something rather than nothing and the team can do whatever they want basically it will be interesting just as as a side 
news thing just to see what develops on that, along yeah. with the Michael Thomas story developing as well. Mm, that's very interesting indeed. <laughs> so, so I've completely missed this. What is the Michael Thomas story? Um, so he was he injured. He was injured, um, so he was on, I'm not sure they put him on IR, but he had, he had an hamstring injury. But he came back from injury, allegedly, um, and got suspended one game. Um, and we found out later that week, I think it was last week, yeah. um, he didn't play because he punched one of his teammates, basically. So they suspended him. Um, but now he's suddenly injured again, and that's why he didn't play this week. Um so it's a little bit weird how he kind of was injured and then wasn't and then got suspended and then now he's injured again. I think Drew Brees uh, has pointed as well with a couple of derogatory comments about him. So Yeah, there's something fishy going on. Um, yeah. There's been, there's, you know, like there's weird reports coming out and some, something's not quite right. I've even, I've even heard that he might get traded. I, I think he's one of those guys that... Behind the scene is probably a nightmare to deal with. He's probably another Antonio has... Brown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, without without the legal stuff, I just you know Diva asking for the ball, and I guess you don't break the receiving record by not asking for the ball and being a yeah, a, a pain in the butt. So uh, yeah, that's interesting indeed. But it's better yeah. than EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, can't argue. You, can't argue with that, like. <laughs> right, guys. <laughs> man. <laughs> right, guys. T- time has got away from us. That's fifty ah. minutes tonight. Oh, so ah. thank Just you very me. much, guys. No problem. Thank you very <laughs> much for joining me on the short night. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's good to be back. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. We'll be back on Friday with the review show. No, we won't. It'll be the preview, preview show. show. Yeah, I knew I'd get one word wrong. <laughs> if you haven't already done so, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until Friday, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner deep Clark Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget